Welcome to You News, the podcast using the power of Univision to bring the news that matters to you in English. Today is Monday, January 11th. I'm Andrea Linares. These are today's headlines. An article of impeachment introduced against President Trump as a growing number of lawmakers seek the removal of the president less than a week after he encouraged his supporters to descend on the U.S. Capitol. The FBI and other law enforcement agencies, meanwhile, continuing to round up those responsible for storming that building as another Capitol Police officer loses his life following the violence. And as the vaccine rollout continues across the U.S., a record number of deaths highlighting just how far is left to go in the fight to eradicate the coronavirus. This and much more today on You News, transmitting live from our newsroom in Miami. It's been five days since the violent attack on the U.S. Capitol building, and today House Democrats are moving swiftly to hold the president accountable, trying to force him from office. One article of impeachment introduced already accusing the president of inciting an insurrection, but some Republicans on the defensive say this might just further divide the country. However... House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says she's calling on Vice President Mike Pence to use the 25th Amendment to remove President Trump from office. Pelosi speaking to CBS 60 Minutes. I like the 25th Amendment because it gets rid of him. He's out of office. Uh, But there is strong support in the Congress uh, for impeaching the president a second time. Impeaching him a second time would be something never before seen in our nation's history. So far, more than 200 Democrats are already backing a charge to impeach the president. Now that an article of impeachment has been introduced, a vote on that charge is possible as early as Wednesday. If President Trump is impeached, the Senate trial could begin no earlier than January 19th, just a day before the inauguration of Joe Biden as president of the United States. However, Republicans like Lisa Murkowski of Alaska and Pat Toomey of Pennsylvania have said Trump should resign. It's um, the best path forward, the best way to get this person in the rearview mirror uh, for us. Some congressional Republicans worry this process could further divide a nation that's already hurting. One of the issues that I have right now, whether it's the 25th Amendment, whether it's impeachment right now, is further dividing the country and pouring gasoline on a fire. Some may wonder, what's the point of going down this path if Trump's term is almost up? Short term, if the impeachment process ends in Trump's conviction, he'd be removed from office. Long term, he could then be disqualified from holding federal office in the future. But the Senate is unlikely to take it up. And it's not clear whether or not impeachment proceedings can be continued after Trump leaves office. Some argue it can still happen. One presidential historian says impeachment sends a critical message. It's a way of sending a signal that there are limits to the to appropriate dissent in America and that violence is never acceptable. President Trump could deliver remarks at some point today, but plans haven't been finalized. The president may be speaking about big tech companies banning him from social media platforms. 
Joining me now is Frank Bowman. He's a professor at the University of Missouri School of Law and a visiting scholar at Georgetown University's Law Center. Thank you so much for being here today, Professor. Welcome to U News. My pleasure. House Democrats formally introduced a resolution to impeach Donald Trump, charging him with incitement of insurrection. Talk to us about this specific charge and what we can expect to see in the next couple of days. The House has chosen here to focus uh, at least in sort of the, the, the charging paragraph of this document on the events of and immediately preceding January the 6th, the events that you're seeing on the screen here. And certainly I think that's understandable in the sense that uh, the events of the 6th were the culmination of an effort that President Trump led over a period of months to overturn uh, the results of an election that, let's face it, he lost and lost legally and appropriately. Um, I think that the, uh, there are some difficulties technically with uh, this approach, uh, trying to prove incitement, trying to prove insurrection. May present some technical difficulties, but I think the 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 essence of it, the heart of it, is surely right. I mean, there is no question uh, that we had something that certainly, in, in ordinary language, looks like feels like an, an insurrection, a physical invasion of the heart of American democracy, resulting in deaths, property damage, and and, and threats to legislators. Um, so, in that sense, of course, I think the the impeachment article captures the heart of the matter. Uh, whether it might, whether it ought perhaps uh, to be more broad, have been more broadly framed, is another question. Uh, but even uh, given its framing, I think there is ample evidence to establish uh, the truth of it uh, and to remove uh, or uh, after his after his term disqualify President Trump. We also saw today that Republicans blocked a resolution calling on Vice President Mike Pence to remove Trump. What's your reaction to that latest move? Well, it's hardly surprising, I guess. Though it is, I th it is tragic, I think, for all of us. I mean, despite the fact that these same Republican legislators were in danger of losing their lives, as a result of the behavior of Mr. Trump and his most ardent supporters, they still seemingly are sufficiently enthralled to that segment of, 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 Professor, of, of, of President Trump's uh, base um, that sticks with him. Regardless of this, plainly they are afraid of, of offending those folks who are, I suppose, after all, their own, their own uh, a portion of their own base. It's a, it, it's a sad, it's a sad, sad commentary that even actually being, after being physically attacked, um, they're unwilling to sever themselves from a man who is demonstrably now a danger to the American Republic. Now, several Republicans, for example, like Jim Jordan of Ohio, are urging Democrats not to impeach because they believe it could further divide this nation. What would be the consequences, perhaps, of not taking action against President Trump? I would, I guess, <laughs> ask uh, Congressman Jordan, what would it take for you to say to a president of the United States, enough is enough. What would it take for you even to say to your reporters or to your, your, to your supporters that this man is tearing us apart? Um, 
what more could there be? Uh, an assault on the very building in which you live, and not just a physical assault, a an assault in support of an attempt to overturn a legitimate election. If that um, isn't sufficient for the Congress of the United States to respond and to respond forcefully to protect the democracy and indeed to protect itself, it's hard for me to, to know what would, what would be justified, uh, justification for something like that. Now, what scenario do you think is most likely to play out in the next few days? Some perhaps say we can see impeachment proceedings after inauguration. Is this possible? Um, well, we have to separate the, the role of the House and the Senate. Uh, the House has introduced a, a resolution of impeachment. Um, my understanding is that there's going to be a vote on that uh, as soon as a little bit later this week. Once that is done, then the question is when the trial happens in the Senate. Um, because of some things that uh, currently Senate Majority Leader McConnell has said, uh, it seems that the trial could not occur until uh, until after inauguration. That is certainly politically, not only politically possible, but it's it's constitutionally possible. Um, uh, myself and Professor Brian Colt have an article out in the Washington Post, probably later today, uh, that explains uh, the constitutionality of that proceeding. One might nonetheless ask, well, what's the point? Um, given that the man will be out of office by that, that, that stage. And I think that the part of the point was expressed by Professor Naftali uh, just before I came on, um, in that uh, you know, a statement needs to be made that there, there's, a, there's a point, there are lines that cannot be crossed. But also, of course, there's real, uh, at least some possibility that following uh, the, a conviction, that Mr. Trump could be debarred from holding further office um, in the United States. And as an expression of personal opinion, I think what he, is, he did not only January the 6th, but in the weeks preceding that, uh, make it clear that he is a continuing threat to American democracy, and he really ought to be removed from American public life. There's at least a theoretical possibility that the Senate might be able to accomplish that uh, even after uh, the inauguration of the new president. Do I think it's very likely? Uh, given the uh, continued loyalty of some in the Republican Party to, to Donald Trump? I don't think it's likely, but I think the possibility is worth trying. Well, thank you so much, Professor Frank Bowman of the University of Missouri School of Law. We can go on talking about this for hours, but we have run out of time. That is live television. Thank you so much for providing so much insight. You take care. Thank you so much. A West Virginia state legislator who's accused of participating in the Capitol riot is now resigning. Former House of Delegates member Derek Evans writes in a letter to the governor he's stepping down effective immediately. Evans was one of hundreds of Trump supporters who stormed the Capitol on Wednesday. He posted videos of himself at that rally on his Facebook page. The FBI has charged him with unlawfully entering a restricted building as well as violent entry and disorderly conduct on Capitol grounds. And a new video is revealing the violence committed against police officers during the storming of the U.S. Capitol. And just a warning, this story may be disturbing to some viewers. This video from a freelance photographer shows rioters beating a police officer. 
Rioters were gathered at a Capitol entrance and you can see one person pull the officer to the ground and that's when the mob begins beating him, stomping on the officer and even hitting him with a pole carrying the American flag. Other segments of the video show rioters throwing items at officers trying to maintain a barricade. They also indicate many in the crowd had collapsible batons that they used to beat police. And amidst the investigation and fallout from the Capitol Hill insurrection, there are new arrests and federal charges as authorities are now working to determine the level of planning and coordination amongst the insurgents. Janet Rodriguez has the latest details from the White House. Janet. Hi, Andrea. Yes, over 50 people have been arrested so far, and dozens of domestic terrorism cases have been opened, including the case of Eric Munchell, this man that we was seen in pictures in tactical gear with uh, those zip ties in his hands. That are many have many law enforcement officials questioning whether part of the plan was to kidnap some lawmakers. But what we do know at this time is that the Capitol Police chief is saying to the Washington Post this morning that this all could have in part been avoided. He he says that he was denied uh, to bring in the National Guard to stand by earlier in the morning because the sergeant at arms both at the Senate and at the House said that the optics may not look good of having those national officials there in preparation for that protest that was to ensue later that day and then on to the riots that we now uh, that we have seen the images that we have seen but he says that this could have all uh, in part have been avoided and we also know that the D.C. mayor is asking Homeland Security, the Department of Homeland Security, to step up security here in Washington, the heightened security that would have been in place for the inauguration and to start set to start next Monday to start as soon as today, because it is believed that more protests and probably um, uh, violence could erupt here in Washington and across uh, the country in the next uh, coming days. She also, in a press conference today, urged people to stay home for the inauguration, not to come to Washington, although she promised that the city would be ready in case of any event here. And uh, lawmakers have also been target of what has happened here in Washington at uh, airports here in D.C. and in their home airports as, after they have left the Capitol, some of them, including Lindsey Graham, were being yelled traitor, were being uh, told uh, that, uh, you know, they, they failed the president, that they should have voted against uh, the um the elect, the, you know, uh, the elections and the votes and all of that. And these are Trump supporters that not only uh, were at the Capitol, you know, ensuing violence, but also at the airports trying to harass these lawmakers. And uh, now we do have breaking news that the National Park Service just a few minutes ago closed down the Washington Monument and all the tours here in Washington in preparation and of uh, possible threats that, that have come in, according to them, regarding the inauguration. So no more tours will be given at the Washington Monument until after January 24th. So that's the situation here in Washington as law enforcement continues to prepare for what uh, promises to be some tense days here um, coming up to the inauguration. Back to you. Thank you, Janet. That's for sure. Thank you for providing these uh, developing details from Washington, D.C. Meanwhile, the Department of Justice says it's not pardoning people involved in the riots at the U.S. Capitol. It points to false social media reports making that claim.
And the White House and other federal buildings are finally flying flags at half-staff to honor two Capitol Police officers who have died. Officer Brian Sicknick died of injuries he sustained when President Trump supporters stormed the Capitol on Wednesday. Officer Howard Liebengood responded to that riot, but he died while off duty and the cause is unclear. Flags at the Capitol have been flying at half-staff for days. President Trump waited until Sunday to issue his proclamation. That statement makes no mention of the riot. And this is the memorial just outside the Capitol for police officer Brian Sicknick. Police officers lined a street in Washington, D.C. on Sunday to honor their fallen colleague. More of you news after this short break. Imagine a daily newscast that speaks to you about your world in plain English. Each weekday, we partner with Hispanic America's most trusted news source to bring you the stories from home and abroad that matter to you. The Senate will turn itself into a courtroom. The private border fence is being installed. A police officer and three people were killed inside a Jewish supermarket in Jersey City. You News covers the news of your world and makes it easy to understand. Your world, your news. You News on Fusion. Welcome back to You News. And now to the latest on the pandemic here in the U.S. The death toll nearing 400,000 as vaccination efforts fall short. Less than 7 million doses administered so far as health officials call on counties and states to reconsider their rollout plans and expand vaccination efforts. Lorraine Cáceres has the very latest on this. The holiday coronavirus surge taking a toll on the U.S. healthcare system. Hospitalizations surpassing 100,000 for the past 40 consecutive days. I've been here 21 years and I've seen more people pass away in the past week, in the past couple weeks really, than I almost like it combined in all of my career as a nurse. More than 2.2 million new coronavirus cases and about 27,000 deaths were reported in the U.S. during the first 10 days of 2021, according to Johns Hopkins University. We're closing in on 400,000 deaths now, which is the number of American GIs we lost in World War II. Meanwhile, vaccination efforts falling into disarray. Counties around the nation struggling to get the job done. Some places running out of doses, turning people away. They absolutely turned us away. They said, no, you cannot. Um, we're not doing any. We don't hardly have enough vaccines for the people who have appointments. The opposite happening in other parts of the country. Vaccines going to waste, being tossed out, expired due to the lack of demand. We have 40 people scheduled, but so far I've given 10. With respect to vaccine distribution, I would strongly encourage that we move forward with um, uh, giving states the, the opportunity to be uh, more expansive and uh, in, in who they can give the vaccine to, particularly as more supplies become available. Um, I mentioned a few of the states using an age-based criteria and not sitting on vaccine doses because it is an urgent issue to get as many people vaccinated as soon as possible. In New York City, the mayor announcing there are about 160 sites vaccinating seniors, but bodega owners are demanding to be included into the priority group. Our bodega owners need to be vaccinated. Their workers need to be vaccinated. We encounter thousands of people every day 
coming in and out of our bodegas. They says controversy stirs in Florida, many questioning if it's becoming a vaccine tourism hotspot, making doses available to snowbirds from other states and countries when local seniors struggle to get an appointment. The CDC is reiterating that it takes time to build immunity and those vaccinated should still social distance and wear a mask. Meanwhile, CVS Pharmacies, who is, which is administering vaccines in 49 states, is reporting that they're actually seeing much more hesitancy in vaccination from staff than they are seeing from residents. Andrea, back to you. Thank you, Lorraine, for that report. And by the way, the number of cases worldwide is now more than 90 million. When President-elect Joe Biden takes office, his team has pledged to release all the coronavirus vaccine doses the government has. And some worry that patients might not get their second dose when they should. To help ease concerns, Moderna says its vaccine can be administered between 21 and 42 days after that very first dose. In clinical trials, the second dose was given 28 days after the first. Moderna has not said whether the company will be able to meet the demands for second doses if the Biden administration distributes all the vaccines at once. The company's spokesperson says it plans to deliver 100 million doses by the end of the first quarter. Thanks for listening to You News, the podcast. Don't forget to follow You News on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review. And join us tomorrow for a new episode. Until then.